Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is Don't Dance with the Devil. Let's pray. Father, we come today hungry and ready for what you have. We choose to put aside any preconceived notions about what we think, Father, and we choose to listen to you, Father, with an open heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, we're going to talk today about this topic, Don't Dance with the Devil. Many churches and supposed church people have come up with many acceptable sins nowadays. Of course, they don't call them sins. They call them tolerance or choice or let people do what they want, and some even call it love. How it must sadden God to see supposed churches and people pervert His Word and twist it to please their flesh instead of wanting to please God. Sexual perversion is one of those things in this new fleshly free society that we live in today with the soon return of Jesus. But just like in Noah's days and the flood, the wicked people will be receiving the penalty for rejecting God. But these new free people would say, times are different. We are free now. Hmm. I think that is what they thought in Sodom and Gomorrah also, when the perverted people wanted to have sex with God's angels when they came to get Lot and his family out. No, sexual perversion is not new. It is just a retread of sins of the past that the devil continues to deceive many in the world saying, it's okay, and governments even make laws to tell people it is okay. That would be fine if governments were God. But God never changes, and he is not going to change marriage and negotiate with a perverted society. And there are many other sins that the socialist churches now promote, and even many of the churches that truly preach Jesus. One of the most acceptable behaviors to the world, and sadly even to many attending churches, is alcohol. I think one of the biggest surprises in heaven for many people, if they make it, is how much God is against sexual perversion and alcohol. I know, I know, many of the church people have their built-in excuses on why alcohol is okay. But really, just forget about God for one minute. What single good thing has ever come out of alcohol? I met with a friend recently that had given his life to Jesus a number of months ago, and now he has turned back and is consumed with a life of alcohol, and he said he was so sad about being trapped in that life. Oh, I can hear people now saying, oh, Brother Greg, I don't drink that much. I just drink a little. Oh, really? Why? What good has ever come out of it in your life? Do we drink poison in moderation, since if we don't drink too much, it won't kill us? Do we commit adultery in moderation? Do we use Jesus' name in vain in moderation? Do we hate people in moderation? You see, I had about 20 years of drinking alcohol in self-proclaimed moderation, but nothing, absolutely nothing good came out of it. But I was blinded by the devil into thinking right is wrong and wrong is right. And until I got saved when I was 32 years old, I had no desire to quit drinking. 
I'll never forget that day I came to the altar in a church service I wasn't even planning on going to, and I answered the altar call for the first time I confessed Jesus with my heart. Oh, I had confessed Jesus thousands of times with my head. But for the first time, I confessed Jesus with my heart, and at that altar, I had peace for the first time in my life. I'll never forget that day. I never had peace going through any religious rituals, and the Bible doesn't say we will. But Jesus did say the only way to heaven is to be born again, and that is by confessing Jesus with our mouth and with our heart. I did that for the first time at that altar that day, and I had that peace that passes all understanding. And then I heard the still, small voice of God inside of me, and he said, Before this day, you are going to hell for eternity. People sometimes wonder why I'm so passionate about the born-again experience that we all must have to go to heaven. Well, my experience at the altar was life-changing that day. So after I felt peace for the first time in my life at that altar, then God said, before this day, you were going to hell for eternity. The next thing the Holy Spirit said to me in that still, small voice in my heart was, I want you to go home and pour every drop of your alcohol down the drain. And that is exactly what I did when I got home. I'm so glad I didn't say, oh, no, God, I know hundreds of Christians that drink. It's okay. I'll do it in moderation. God, trust me. It is amazing how many supposed Christians and actual Christians think they know more than God. It reminds me of what Dr. Barclay said. Some people get baptized for the permission to sin, but he got baptized for the remission of sin. Let me say that again. Some people get baptized for the permission to sin, but he got baptized for the remission of sin. Sinning, including alcohol, is like dancing with the devil. You might get away with it on occasion, but you are endangering yourself to the permanent trap the devil has planned to get you totally away from a life of living for Jesus. And the devil is the master of deception. He won't tell you that alcohol or drugs, etc. will destroy your life. No, no. Like he did for Adam and Eve, he'll lie and say, it's okay, just do it in moderation. It's okay, God doesn't care. One of the things I would encourage a hungry Christian to do is study about wine and alcohol in the Old Testament. You'll see there were different types of wine and only one was alcoholic. When I get to heaven, I can't wait to ask Jesus about when he turned water into wine. You see, their favorite wine in Jesus' days was basically grape juice, non-alcoholic. That is what I believe Jesus made out of the water that day at the wedding. They also didn't have distillation back in those days, so the alcohol was very dilute and it would take a lot to get drunk. That brings me to another thought. You hear many people say that they can drink and be in moderation. Hmm, how many people have stopped drinking every time in their life before they even had a slight buzz? 
probably almost no one. And when our mind is altered, we can make very poor decisions. It is like saying I could stop drinking in time nine out of ten times. Hmm. Does anyone like those odds playing Russian roulette with a revolver? Honestly, have you ever seen anything good come out of drinking alcohol? I haven't. So if we are a serious Christian, why would we want to do it? You see, I have a grandfather who drank himself to death after the war. I know so many people who have or are destroying their lives with alcohol, and many of them are churchgoers. But you see, going to church no more makes us a Christian than sitting in a garage makes us a car. I would encourage you all to get the book Sipping Saints by David Wilkerson and read it. Now let's go to Ephesians 5.18 in the Amplified. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, stupidity, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by Him. Folks, we should never forget that drunk starts with a drink. Instead, be drunk on the Holy Ghost, and there are no bad side effects with that. By the way, there is much wisdom in following the narrow path according to the Bible. For example, the narrow path to heaven, not the wide path to hell. In the same way, why would we follow the wide path of people claiming to be Christians drinking alcohol? Why not be on the narrow path of Christians that don't drink alcohol? Genesis 19 in the Amplified Bible, verse 32, Come, let us make our father drunk with wine, and we will lie with him so that we may preserve our family through our father. Verse 36, thus both the daughters of Lot conceived by their father. 37, the firstborn gave birth to a son and named him Moab from father, and he is the father of the Moabites to this day. My friends, there are many scriptures, if you are open to listen, that talk about the evils of alcohol. But I don't think there is any better example than this one with Lot and his two daughters. They got their father drunk to have sex, incest with him, so both daughters could have babies. Now, closing today, Proverbs 20, verse 1 in the easy-to-read Bible. Wine and beer make people lose control. They get loud and stumble around, and that is foolish. Folks, we don't want to risk anything that will take us away from God and cause us to sin. Alcohol is one of those things that Christians should turn away from if we are on fire for God. Don't dance with the devil. It won't turn out well. Let's pray. Father, I just pray that the people's hearts are open out there, that maybe they believed in, in the teaching of many in the church that a little alcohol is okay, Father. I just pray that you open up their heart, Father, to say why, what good ever has come out of it. And why not be pure, Father? You've called us to a life of purity, Father. Thank you for helping us. Thank you. Your mercies are new every day. We miss you, Father. And we choose to follow you more closely every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember... Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.